Greetings and welcome to Bubble Talk with Mozi Tando and Happy New Year. It's 2023 and God has been faithful. God has been wonderful and we believe and we hope we know that this year is going to be as, as, wonder, as wonderful of a year as 2022. Glory be to him. All right. So today I want us to hangle or at um talk about something that we're really out to change about ourselves as Christians. We're really out to mature in this regarding this aspect of our topic today. We have many denominational churches in the world. We have even, you know, um congregations of the same denomination they all split based on various reasons it can be doctrinal uh, conflicts it can be personal conflicts it can be judgment so one of the causes of all this separation is exalted sin. Exalted sin. You may ask, what is that? Well, you know, in this world that we live in, we, we understand currency. Five rand or... Let me use a more uh, commonly known currency, you know, for our international audience. Five dollars, we understand it to be lesser than ten dollars. It's it's clear to everybody. It's it's clear to a to a toddler. You know, when you give them a coin, they know that this that this coin it may feel lovely in their hands. It's worth less than the paper money why am I talking about this the understanding we have of how things are valued and how one thing is above another becomes problematic in our walk with Christ because we then put the same value of the worldly things on godly things and that is not right sin has no classifications sin has no worth of value there are no sin points that maybe a person living what you may call a sinful life has more sin points thus deserving of hell thus deserving of hell and you may be saved because you're not committing the very same sins there are no classifications of sin in that regard. There is no sin more, you know, more horrible and terrible than the other. All right. Let's get to our message today. 
let's identify i just want to make an example of just one sin that seems to be exalted to an extreme and it, it might sound bad that i'm saying that a sin is exalted but a sin is exalted people we exalt sin we exalt sin so much that we even forget about our own grace and forgiveness to receive from Christ and we exalt sin so much we exalt sin above God believe it or not we exalt sin above God's grace we exalt sin above anything and one sin or unrighteous act or lifestyle that is exalted by the body of Christ now i see the people who committed but the body of Christ like we as Christians we exalt the sin and that is homosexuality homosexuality is so exalted in such a manner that a pastor or a preacher a person with repute um a person with um a reputable you know life and influence a person of status you know they're fined on on newspapers in the media obviously you know the media will run with things like this if they condemn a homosexual or homosexuality and in the united states we see where many christian figures avoid the topic avoid speaking about homosexuality they fear sin now they fear speaking about a specific type of sin that is fear because if you if you speak ill about it you might get canceled you might lose followers you might look like a lot of things might happen in in the other side you know as christians we are so fearful i think that's the word i like the the term homophobia or homophobic so afraid don't even want to touch a homosexual person don't even want to be in the same line as them in the supermarket you know just want nothing to do with them and all of that is exalted sin their sin has been exalted in such a manner christians they actually hold protests around the world saying hateful things to homosexuals they do lot of crazy stuff so then where is more ways my stance on this just hold on you will get my stance my problem in the message that god has been giving me i think for a couple of months now he's been highlighting this hypocrisy to me of exalted sin now because homosexuality is exalted to such high levels homosexuality has been exalted to such high levels Christians no longer believe there is deliverance for homosexuals. I can say this. Would you women out there marry a man you know used to be in love or in a relationship or even married with another? Like, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, it's a harder pill to swallow. Fathers out there would you accept your fl- a flamboyant 
homosexual son. You know, in South Africa, just uh, last month, December, you know, it was the festive season, Christmas season, the holiday season, and homosexuals, they, some of them, they were interviewing them on television, they, say, they were saying that they couldn't go home because of all the judgment. They are no longer welcomed in their Christian homes. They are no longer welcomed because their lifestyle to the Christians, it, it appears as, as, as their, um, it's, it's, it's a public it's a public a proclamation of hating God or not wanting to submit to, not wanting to submit to God. And that is true. That is true. But so is each and every other sin. And one of the one of them, if we were to classify or categorize sin, the one that is the highest level is idolatry, worshiping other gods, esteeming other things over God. It is covered in many, many books in the Old Testament. The one reason for God's wrath against the children of, of, of Israel is idolatry. They had things more important in their lives than God. There is a part in the book of Ezekiel where he says, Even if Noah, Job or Daniel was among you, they will still not save you. Because that how, that's how much God hates idolatry. Being put second. And how many of you, my fellow Christians, who in your lives have things far more superior, or, far, or things that take uh, a higher position in priority in your life than God? Your work, your jobs, any opportunity where you can make money. I get the excuses all the time in church. I'm calling them excuses. They, they might think there are reasons why they can't be at church, but they're not reasons. They're excuses. They can't be at church today because we're bidding for this tender. People esteem themselves more than they esteem God. And that is idolatry. So then, why the sin that God seems to hate the most is the one we don't even consider as sin? Is it because we're doing it? That's hypocrisy. And why do we hate homosexuals so much? Because we do not understand it. Then that's a problem. Meaning that our position against sin, our position against evil, is whether we understand it or not. Meaning that when we are educated enough, then we can become more accepting, uh, accepting of sin. That's a problem position. That's a very problematic position for us to be in as Christians. Let's read the word of God. Let's read uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 to start off. Galatians 5:19. It reads like this. The acts of the flesh are obvious. We know this. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Alright, so here in the book of Galatians, we have works of the flesh, as it puts it. And sexual immorality is put there. 
So my the, the point of my message today is for us to exit the realm that we're living in. A realm of hypocrisy. A realm of exalted sin. Because once you exalt um, a specific sinful act, a specific unrighteous act, you put yourself in a position of feeling superior because you are not committing that kind of act. So many, so many preachers and teachers out there are continuing to preach and they are receiving support. <coughs> not because they don't have sin in their lives. But Christians are understanding of their sin. And I'm not saying they should not be. That is living in love. But then it is hypocrisy if the very same people who live in love to certain acts of unrighteousness, to certain acts of ungodliness, then they themselves, they have sins that they, could even, they cannot even tolerate. Making an example of homosexuality. There are churches where and you know a flamboyantly gay person can walk in, they'll be kicked right out. And that is the hypocrisy that I'm trying to talk about. If that is the harshness or the level of brutality, you deal with certain sin or certain immorality, certain unrighteousness, certain ungodliness, then let that be your measure that you use against all ungodliness. If you are bold enough to say to uh, a young man, out the young man or woman living a homosexual life that they should burn in hell, then you should be doing the very same thing to your um, adult, uh, you, you know, your, your, your adulterous daughter, your fornicating son. Go to the room and tell them you're gonna burn in hell. If you have the energy to stand on the street and say all oh, homosexuals must die. God hates homos. The very same energy and enthusiasm. You know what? I like it. Go do the very same things. To your mother, to your father who had you out of wedlock. Tell them God hates, you know, fornicators. Tell them. Do it. Go do that to the people that you have in your life and you know they're living ungodly lives why shall one sin why, why shall one ungodliness why shall one act of defying God be deemed as superior or being exalted than the others why does this one hit you different it's hypocrisy in the church and this exaltation of sin has led to many splits in many congregations because no 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 like in South Africa there's a church that sees the other churches as you know ungodly because they enter their worship grounds wearing wearing shoes right and then there's one that sees another um church or a group of Christians congregating together as ungodly because they can enter worship with women not having having no head covering so there are many things that separate us as Christians. We're supposed to be united in love, but no, we're not. We are separated in exalted sin. God hates you because you wear shoes in church. God hates you because your women are not covering their heads. God hates you because your women wear trousers in worship. God hates you because, you know, you, you, you fornicate. You have sex out of marriage. 
God hates you because you, you know, there are a lot of things, a lot of things we can pick and choose if we want to really to divide ourselves. You know, there is a, there's a scripture that I like in the Old Testament, you know, when like um, King Solomon was, you know, coronated or whatever, the phrase first act, you know, as judge, you know, was, you know, the, 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 the story of the two prostitutes bringing a baby to him and then, yeah, one said, this is my baby, the other said, no, this is my baby and all that. And then the, the thing that... Uh, King Solomon said that you know what, let's separate the let's separate the, the baby and make it you know, two. You get half, you get half. And the real mother said no, let her keep the baby. I'm saddened to see in the church. Christians will rather separate than submit. They will rather separate. They'll rather have a new place of worship and in a new. I don't know theology altogether than to submit hypocrisy exalting sin separates you from whoever sin you've exalted and it also steals away anything you could have benefited from that person am I saying homosexuals should be accepted no the very same way that thieves should not be accepted. Here in the word of God, it is it, um, Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. Talks of impurity, sexual immorality. And let me just say this. Sexual immorality does not mean having sex out of marriage. You are married, those rings in your fingers, does, those are not tickets to any devious, perverted sexual acts you, you, know, you, can, you can think of in your head. Keep the marriage bed pure. Impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Hatred is included here. Along with your homosexuality and your sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. We have fits of rage. You know, I've had a Christian justify why they have this fits of rage. And I tried to, you know, cancel them out of it. And they told me that's just how they are. That's how God made them. How is that Christian different than that uh, delusional homosexual who says that how God made them too? I'm, my point here, I'm not saying the other one is good, the other one is bad. I'm saying they're just as bad. And you, once, once we can accept that and take that, then that's when we can evolve and work and, 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 and truly be in love. And that love can cover a multitude of sins. The book of, uh, the, book of the epistle of Peter says that. All right. It, 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 it's selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. You and your fits of rage will not inherit the kingdom of God as the very same homosexual you are so mad at, and, and, you know, and, and, and saying all this insults about them in the streets. Telling them that God hates them. Scripture says here. Scripture here says that you know what, you and that homosexual, you might as well as be friends because you're going to the same place. Your fit of if your fits of rage are just the same. No sin is exalted above the other. You with your envy, with your envy 
Oh my god, another one got married and you are still... Nobody seems to be interested in you. And you are spiteful, you are even angry at God. You are just the same. A little grown man taking it from his behind. Alright. Point I'm highlighting in all of this. Is that there are no classifications of sin. There are no sins acceptable by scripture. We are the ones who make some sin acceptable. You know, we make you know, Christians, it's a, it's a thing, it's a thing, it's a thing around the world. They, they make dating acceptable. They accept dating because they understand it. They understand dating, so they accept it. You know, uh, churches are filled with uh, women who have children out of wedlock with various partners. They are all worshippers. They are, they are filled. They, they, the church is filled with them. I actually just recently went to um to a sort of convention. It was filled with such women. A filled, I tell you. So like a whole section, like children and their babies, like different shades of complexion and you know, and, and the sorts. I am not hating on them. The point I'm making, they are not holier than the homosexuals. Who commit the very same act of having sex with people they're not supposed to. Then why do we then accept those and pray with those, hold, hold the hands of those kind of people and then not the others? It is exalted sin. Let us not exalt sin. Let's exalt God and exalt love. Let us live in love. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13 reads like this. To fear God is to hate evil. If you truly love God and you are fearful of God, the Bible says that the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord, isn't it? So if you are truly wise in your ways and you fear the Lord, you ought to hate evil equally if you hate evil. Hate, hate evil. Hate it. Hate evil equally. Do not be a hypocrite. Do not be hypocrite in your ways. I'm not saying love the thing that the bad thing that others do, but I'm saying to not be hypocrite in going about it. Follow Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ condemned adultery. Condemned, you know, a lot of sin. You know, remember the time where he condemned, where he protected that um, adulterous lady. Does that mean that God was standing with, you know, adultery? No, he was not. He was standing against hypocrisy. And that's the very same point of this message today. Standing against hypocrisy. Stop being so un unforgiving of certain sins while you yourself are guilty of some. Your sins are not better than other people's sins. There is no sin greater than, greater than another. Romans 6.23 The wages of sin is death. <coughs> Luke 13 verse 3 Unless you repent, you also will perish. 
You are not better because you sin differently. All sin leads to death. Ezekiel 18, 20. The person that sins is the person that will die. So what am I saying? Am I saying we should keep quiet and let sin run rampant? No, let us not. But in our act, in our walk with God, <coughs> let us not exalt sin. Because in exalting sin, we actually create a shelter for sin also in our lives. Because once you exalt one sin, then automatically it makes the sin that you deem lesser to be more acceptable and that is a trap of the enemy then you then you also can fall to you can then do the lesser act the lesser sinful act just because you think it's lesser than that big act and you'll see yourself more worthy of entering the kingdom of god than the homosexual or whoever sin you exalted murder or whatever and that is why christ said that prostitutes are entering heaven before you Exalting sin does not do anybody any good. You tell those people you are so hateful against that God is a hateful God. And you yourself move away from God's grace into your own works. Because you see yourself superior because you don't sin as others sin. You sin better. You have little sins. Others have horrible sin. Hate evil. There's a scripture that I like um, in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 6. You know, you can read that, it, the, the, the whole passage there, it's powerful. It talks about judgment. You know, many uh, quotes on judgment are about, on that scripture. But I want to focus on this one, verse 39, where it says, How can the blind lead? the blind and then it says no they will both fall into a ditch you are incapable if you exalt sin if there is sin in your life you see more horrible than another sin you are blind and you are incapable of guiding anybody are you hearing me you become incapable when you read further down uh, to I think around verse 40 something verse 45 around them it that's where Christ says this how can you remove a speck in your brother's eye while you yourself have a blank in your own eye meaning what you have in your own eyes is greater than what your brother has and how can you then remove something small in your brother's eye if you have something gigantic in your own eye you know what the gigantic blank is it is hypocrisy. It is the inability to see your own faults. It is it, it is the, it is exalting sin. Once you exalt and put to priority removing a speck in your brother's eye, already you have moved past the blank in your own eye. That's how we we become so such judgmental Christians. Let me tell you one thing. I'm not saying that sin is good, that we should be accepting of sin, sinful acts, and all that. But once you don't, once you don't exalt 
one act of sin against the other then we will be able we will be able to understand the will of God and we will know how then we can approach those sinful people the very same way we can you know I have a fellow brother in Uganda who has a wonderful ministry he takes care of teenage mothers and how then he was able to do that he had to move past the judgment stage and then God showed him his will the society as I understand it up there they have, the, the, the society is very harsh on teenage pregnancy and hypocritical as they are they do not condemn the fathers they condemn the young girls who get pregnant and he also from the same community of where people hate you know teenage mothers he had to move past his own prejudice he had to move past his you know the, this exalting this sin I'm not saying it's a good thing it is not it is a disgusting sin <coughs> But because he moved past that, he was able to live in love. And the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 12. God, hallelujah. That when we live in love. <coughs> no, is it is it verse 12? But 1 John chapter 4. 12 going down. There's, there's a part where it says God is love. And those who live in love, they live in God, and God also in them. I think it's verse 12 where it says that, uh, at the last part of that verse, where it says that God's love is made complete in us. That God's love is made complete in us. And that is very powerful. If we live in love, God's love is complete in us. If we live in love, um, we, 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 we are not conformed to the mold of this world we are not conformed to the pattern of this world but rather we are renewed we, our minds are renewed to the knowledge of God and that's when we can know God's perfect will that's when we can know his will right now let me tell you one thing the church is clueless the church doesn't know how to deal with homosexuality the church is clueless does not, does not know how to deal with the transgender people all these things that are happening out there why because they exalt that sin so high they, they, they ex they've exalted this act of unrighteousness so high above any 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 submission that they might have had to God you know these days I keep on referring and going back to the prodigal son the church today seems like the older brother they feel that they're in a better position just because they didn't run away with their inheritance. But if truly the older brother was in relationship and was a submission to his father, the older brother will know that his father's heart was with the prodigal son, the one who is lost. The church are preaching the message, let's go, let's go, let's go um, win souls for the Lord. And yet, the people they ought to be winning over they don't even want to be seen in their proximity because of exalted sin. No sin is above the other. Once you start doing that, you are a hypocrite.
and you will fall for the trap of the enemy of having a sense of superiority feeling that you are better than others and once you do that let me tell you one thing you are exactly as how the pharisees were back in the times of christ there is no such thing as a sin greater than other sins don't fall for that trap do not exalt sin we all have found salvation under grace we all out to approach God's throne of grace and confidence because that is where we find mercy not because of our work that we have done that we have found this acceptance God loved us while we were sinners not because our sins were less horrible than the sins of those you see before you once you stop exalting sin I'm promising you you will live in love and you will know you will then become useful in this world that you're living in God bless you